Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Leading Better and Growing Faster with Joe and TJ. I'm Joe. And I'm TJ. And we are The Schoolhouse 302. Where you can find blog posts, podcasts with expert guests, curated book recommendations, and our genius thoughts. Always on a topic that is proven to help you lead better and grow faster. If you want to support the show, all you have to do is hit us with a like, a share, a follow, or a comment. On our site or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you access our material. Again, thanks for listening and for leading better and growing faster with us. Here we go with another great episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leading Better and Growing Faster with Joe and TJ. I'm Joe. And I'm TJ. We are the Schoolhouse Zero Two, and we are going to riff on a very important topic that something is near and dear to our hearts because when we talk about change in education, when we talk about leading the work in education, it really can come from multiple sources. And TJ, this is something that I've been, struggles not the right word, but there are things that I generate in my organization, my staff generates, some ideas that might even be generated by teachers and so on. We have federal and state policies that can also change our work. And force us to do some initiatives that may be congruent, maybe not congruent with the work we're doing. So really, how do we get this all in alignment and decrease initiative fatigue, create harmony, not to feel like one thing is constantly being piled on to another. So I just think it's a very important topic because I don't see it changing, quite frankly. You know, I I think of social emotional learning, Yes, important. I think about MTSS, which granted, you could argue that SEL is a part of that, but very important. Think about restorative practices and getting better with how we handle our student behaviors. Important, right? And all of that, I didn't even mention curriculum, assessment, instruction. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. Help me out. Let's talk about, let's dive into it. You know, how are we managing all of this? without making people run to the hills. Yeah, you're right, Joe. I think, you know, if we don't manage it properly, we're going to make people nuts. There's two things I want to say right from the get-go. First is we do have to manage our own mentality about one more thing. Yes, it is. It's one more thing. Like we are being asked to do the impossible in many cases, and we need folks to keep trudging forward and to keep doing their best. And we need people to stay on the team. The work is hard. It's not going to get easier. Uh, in fact, we can promise that it's going to continue to get harder, but it's good work and it's honorable work and it's virtuous work. And we need to quit thinking that we're going to get that lighter load. You know, like Principal L always tells us, quit asking for a lighter load and start praying for a stronger back. And it's true. It's truer now than ever. So we don't want people to think that we're going to learn quickly how to take things off their plates, but rather how to manage all of what is on the plate and the strategies for doing that. So yes, folks, we're sorry to say that it is going to be one more thing. But I will say the thing that the leader can do, this is where I wanted to start this conversation, Joe, is one thing that leaders can do is to zoom all the way out to a grander picture, a bigger vision. So you mentioned social and emotional learning. You mentioned 
MTSS, you mentioned restorative practices. What is the bucket that you would put all of that stuff into? So then you might have instructional supports, instructional strategies, differentiated instruction, another grouping of things. And how can we rebrand all of the things to be one thing? So what's the 60,000 foot vision for this bucket, that bucket, the next bucket, so that we can kind of get it to like three things or four things and all of the things that are in those buckets are under them. And those are more like strategies to approach a certain aspect of the work, right? And I think if we can do a better job branding that, it's going to both bring a focus for people and a realization that all of this stuff isn't necessarily separate. It's our responsibility to take care of it and to do these things, albeit some of them new and some of them additions. But how can we vision that? It doesn't seem like all these separate things that we we now need to do. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that makes sense to school leaders because that's the job of the leader is to make it a rudder and it's one ship and we're all rowing in the same direction. And how can we explain that? And I appreciate that, TJ, because I do think you need to zoom out. And the more more we can bucket things, organize them, the better, you know, and I, and when you were talking, I was thinking, listen, it's like trying to talk about like, I'm going to get my 10,000 steps in, but I'm not going to worry about how much water I drink. You know what I mean? Like the, all of this is together. They're not separate. I think that's an essential point that you make. And I just want to encourage leaders. I think the next strategy is they zoom out. What I would suggest at that point is don't think you have to solve it on your own. You have an army with teachers. Use your teachers. Leaders so often think they have to solve it. And I think that's a just a page we can start taking now. Yes, you can solve it, but get input from those who are really going to do the work. And you have to, though, be brave because you might not like what is said, but that's okay. Just talk about it. Say, listen, I want to hear what you have to say. How can we work this? These are all important, but we want to do it right. We don't want teachers to suffer as a result of these initiatives. In fact, we want our students to thrive as a result of it. They're only going to thrive. Our teachers are supported and encouraged. So I think not only do you zoom out, TJ, which I think is an excellent idea so we can see the big picture, the whole boat as you say, but then get the teachers involved. Those actually row in the boat. Let's get them involved and say, how can we do this? And I think you'll find a wealth of information from them, as long as they understand too, from the get-go that, look, some of this is a non-negotiable. We have to do it right? Because it's the right thing to do, whether or not it's a decree or not, right? You know, we know MTSS or rewind the tape a little bit to RTI, but you got to involve your staff. You got to involve your teachers. You got to involve your paras. Just get more heads around the table and be willing to listen. You know, talk less, listen more. Yeah. Talk less, listen more. We just heard that from Miriam Plotinsky, you know, and she wrote the book, Lead Like a Teacher, right? And then that is about teacher voice, what you're saying is getting more people involved. I want to underscore that and say, not just getting them involved, but putting them in charge. Like this concept from business that we've written about, subject matter experts, right? The SME. Who's the SME at your school for social and emotional learning, for restorative practices? It can't be just the principal and assistant principal. Somebody has to be an expert in that area. You can't be the expert in every area. So they become the SME on the team. They can lead the work. Now, there's two things we want to say about teacher leaders and having them lead the work. They need support 
support to lead the work. So just thinking, okay, we send them to the, the social and emotional learning training. They're experts in social and emotional learning now, which is important so that you don't suffer from perceptual illusion, which is the illusion that you know what social emotional learning is because it is something, but without reading the book and doing the expert classes and taking the master class on it. So first we have to get the subject matter experts to actually be an expert. But once they are, putting them in charge of the initiative isn't good enough. We have to take it a step further and actually train our teachers in how to lead. So the two things that we point to for that are is first, there are teacher leader standards out there. We can link to some in the show notes, but using teacher leader standards in our teacher leadership team meetings, and then actually doing book studies with leadership books like the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I know that's one of your favorites, Joe, like Developing the Leader Within You. Both are books by John Maxwell, one of our favorites, but not just instructional leadership folks and the books from education, but actually bringing in leadership books to help our teachers see themselves more as leaders. It's critical. We can't just put people in charge and hope that they lead well. We need to help them to lead well. Well, I think that goes back to the idea that it, when our mindset is that this is one more thing, that's why we stress the importance of leadership development, you know, self-growth capacity building, because it easy, it is very easy to get lost in a sauce. I mean, even as leaders, those of us who have are running schools or running districts, it's so easy to feel like, wow, really? I'm trying to get this done. And now I got to do this. But in the right mindset, you start to realize like, all right, we can manage this. We can manage it effectively. How are we going to do it? And I want to underscore something really important here, TJ, because if you are like managing MTSS, you know, a part of MTSS is for you to have a problem solving team. So as school leaders, as district leaders get very sophisticated on how you're going to manage some of these initiatives on who you invite to the table, your problem solving team for MTSS just doesn't need to look at the students. They can talk about also, all right, well, how are we going to manage some of this other stuff? How does it fit into what we're doing? And I think, TJ, that's another critical point about leadership development and capacity building. It is okay. And, and folks, if you're listening right now, we give you permission. It is okay to stop doing stuff. There are things that we're going to take on as leaders, but there's nothing wrong with doing an initiative audit and saying, you know what, this no longer applies or it's not going to get us the traction that we need. So let's shift direction here. I don't think, TJ, we do that enough. It's so true. Taking things off the plate. I mean, it's not always feasible. Something I'm a fan of anyway is doing an inventory. I think we ought to do more inventories in education, period. When I was in the business world, we inventoried everything. We inventoried people. We inventoried products. We inventoried food. We had an inventory for everything. I'm not so sure that's true enough in schools to do an inventory of our people, to do an inventory of all the initiatives, to do an inventory of all of the things that we require from our teachers, and then to really take a hard look at those things. At a minimum, we have the list and we can present it to people and they can say, yeah, you're right. We can't stop doing any of those things. We need to be doing all of those things. And it, it, it decreases that mentality that we're doing all this stuff and why are we doing it, right? It gives us a, a chance, an opportunity to like look at the reasons why we are doing these things and let people add to the list and say, but did you remember we also do this? And it, it's an important point, Joe. 
Joe. It's an important point. But I would just call for inventories, period. Sit down and inventory your initiatives. I think that's perfect and a, a great place to end. So I'm going to try to recap a few things here, TJ. So we know we have a lot going on in education. We also know that ultimately, though, our goal is to create a positive and supportive learning environment for our students, period. If that occurs, then we know student achievement can be greater. Without that environment, kids will more likely struggle. And the research is clear on that. But I love what you said is get your mind right. It's not just one more thing. So get your mind right. Zoom out. Once you zoom out, start to organize things. So once we start to organize things, then we can really start to grapple with what we have in reality, get teachers involved. Once we get teachers involved, let's take a look at the different things we're doing because we have their voice. We know it. They can merge things probably even better than we could give it to them, but make sure we're equipping them, right? We got to build their capacity. And then at the end of the day, take inventory. If you can cut it, cut it. If not, be reasonable about what you really can accomplish in a given given day, in a given week, in a given month, in a given school year. I really appreciate that you enumerated that for our listeners, Joe. There's a ton of takeaways there, school leaders. Leading better and growing faster with Joe and TJ. Thanks for listening. Hey, leaders, before you go, one more announcement. We now have available for you our candid and compassionate feedback master class. Really, because of high demand, we are thrilled to offer this. This is a course that we run live and in person all the time, and leaders love it. They learn to give feedback with skills that they can use right away, including better praise to lift and celebrate your team. It's now available in a virtual online format that you can take on your own, self-paced, from the comfort of your office or home. Here's what you'll get. There are 11 lessons with a focus on nine candor cancellations that we wrote in our Candid and Compassionate Feedback book. These are mistakes that leaders make that we don't want you to make anymore. We'll teach you models so that your feedback is meaningful and we'll give you tools necessary to build the culture that you always wanted. Trust us, without these critical skills, you're not capitalizing on your own capacity to lead better and grow faster. Go to the site, theschoolhouse302.com, click on shop courses, add this course to your cart and start learning today.